28 Minutes or Less Podcast with Estop Foster, Foster, Foster. Yo, 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 what's good, what's good? It is your boy, S. Foster, back for another episode of 28 Minutes or Less. And this is episode 142 of the podcast. And the subject matter today is my personal best TV shows of the past year of 2023. Now, I got a lot to cover today. Um... I watched a lot of shows, a lot of things to say about these things. So I'm honestly is going to jump right into it. Now, with me being me, I'm an honorable mention type of guy. Um, I watched a lot of shows of this previous year. But um, so the first thing I'm going to do, there's three things I need to knock out real quick because two of them, it was like the biggest thing that slapped last year and it just didn't catch for me. And one that's just not finished yet. All right, so the first one that I'm gonna mention is Power Book 3, Raising Cain in season three. Now, obviously the show's not over yet. It's still going. Um, this is something that I have been into um, going all the way back to power. I, I am a person that is huge in the power universe. Um, I like the spinoffs that they're able to do. Shout out to Courtney Camp and 50 Cent. They're doing a great job with that stuff. But the show is not finished yet. So um, it's still going and it's continuing into 2024, but I just wanted to mention this is one of the shows that I really, really like and the season isn't finished yet. So I just wanted to mention it. So um, one of the shows that I started but did not finish because um, it was was a big topic of 2023. Apparently, it's a video game. Never heard of it, but everybody got into it. The Last of Us on HBO. I tried to watch like maybe three episodes. It just didn't. It didn't grab me. Um, I, I just wasn't really interested in it. Um, the public found it to be very successful. Um, I think it got nominated for a lot of awards. I think it won a lot of awards, but. I, I just didn't, The Last of Us just didn't pull me in. It just wasn't something that interests me. Um, but I tried to watch it. I tried to uh, jump on that wave. It just didn't, it didn't gravitate to me. So I just wanted to mention it. And another thing that was really big until last year, um, another one of those hype beasts. And it's also a HBO show and it's Love and Death. Now, there's kind of two reasons. Number one, I just really couldn't find the time. But number two, I watched and did an episode on Candy, which came out on Hulu. And it was, I thought Candy was good. You know, uh, Jessica Bill played the lady. Um, Oh man, what's the girl's name? Elizabeth Olsen played it in Love and Death and a lot of people who watch both said that they prefer Love and Death better, but I, like I said, I never watched it. Um, but it is something that's seeming to be going going on a lot um, in TV where something comes out and then like the next year they come out with something else. Um, they did it with uh, The Staircase. Um, 
with the dude, uh, I forget what the family name was, but like the one guy that wife fell, uh, fell down the steps or he pushed her down the steps, whatever the case may be. I watched the HBO version of it. It came, uh, it was called The Staircase and then it was also one that was on Netflix. And it's like they doing the same shows and like either around the same time or within a year apart from each other, which I don't really understand why they're doing this. It's just like, all right, so we're gonna take the same story. I'm gonna do my version of it. You're gonna do your version of it. And we're just gonna let the, the public decide, which at the same time, it's like, give us some new material. That's my whole thing about it. But I know that Love and Death was something that a lot of people talked about. I didn't get into it because I watched Candy and I thought Candy was good. And if you want to know my opinions on Candy, I did an episode on it. Um, I think now it's two years ago. So you can go check that out if you're interested. All right. So to get into some of my honorable mentions, um, I, I, I really got a lot of them um, because it's just I watched a lot of content of last year and it's just things that I want to mention because I think a lot of it was really good. The first thing I'm going to mention is Yellow Jacket season two. Um, it's a Showtime show. Um, you know, I remember when it came out, I think uh, 2021, and, you know, people were talking about this, about the soccer team, that plane crashed, and these girls had to survive in the mountains, in the woods, and, you know, people started eating people and all this type of stuff, and it's this whole thing of, like, going back into what led up to it and friendships and, like, these girls. Um, but really what it is is the girls that survived it as adults, like all of them got their own individual issues. And like in the first season, it was all about these people trying to get their story, to get them to talk about their story. But all of them took something with them that was in that woods. Like there was a lot of sacrificing type of stuff that was going on. There's a lot of stories that they wanted to leave in the mountains. But I just thought that, um, I thought it was a creative show. I thought, um, I never watched Lost, but I feel like it got like a little bit like from the, because Lost was so big, you end up hearing a lot of stuff about it. And it kind of got like a little bit of Lost and got, you know, going from them as teenage girls into adults. And it's just a lot of storyline. And I think that they do really, really good with it because them as adults, like, you know, they out here trying to solve shit like they're cops and shit, which is hilarious. But I just think that Yellow Jackets is a really good show. But I'm also a huge component of Showtime as well. Um, so another show that I want to mention, it is a Netflix show called The Night Agent. And I thought The Night Agent was really good. Um, I'm looking forward to a season two, but at the same time, it's like, it was one of those things of the element of surprise. So I don't know how well they would be able to do it because basically there's this guy that works for like the FBI, CIA. I can't remember exactly which alphabet boys he was. But um, so his job was to sit here in this room with his phone. And, you know, the job description is basically, yo, like the phone never rings. But if it does... We got a list of things that you ask for and that you do, but the job really consists of like you sitting in the room for like eight to 12 hours a day and you just sit there and you do nothing. So the phone happens to ring 
And what happens is there's this girl who her parents always told her if something was to go wrong, call this number and give them this passcode or whatever. So um, her family is being attacked. And so she calls the number and then the guy, he, he takes it a little more further than he was supposed to. And so he ends up getting with the girl and then like they're out here solving the, this case of the people that attacked her family. And I thought it was kind of cool. It was, um, I think the actors and actress, actresses that played in it, I think they did a really good job. It was just um, one of those things where I watched a preview of it, which Netflix really don't give you <laughs> an option really because as soon as you, I mean, you stroll and you wait two seconds, it's playing the preview. So it was just one of those things where I saw the preview, I was like, man, this look, this look kind of good, man. Um, so I think they did a really good job with The Night Agent on Netflix. All right, so the next show that I got is an Amazon Prime show, um, and it's The Citadel. And The Citadel turned out to be pretty good. I liked uh, the concept of it, you know, like these people who are basically these spies where they got their they lives kind of like scraped because once you get into that line of business, you don't want nobody to be able to track down like the real you or whatever. So basically what ends up happening is there these two partners are on this mission and they the one the girl she had betrayed the guy, whatever they're on this train. Um and it's like it's like to me, honestly, it's like ever since like Bullet Train came out, it's like everybody's trying to do all these fight scenes on trains. I don't, I don't know if that's like a, a new trend that's going on. But anyway, this whole thing goes down, and when like they give you this thing to where like if you take it, it's like you like lose your memory. And so what's end up happening is like we they, like they show you the one scene that goes down and on the train and then it goes into the one guy's life and like which I thought I believe it was Sebastian Stan the dude that play uh what's my dude with the with the one metal arm um oh man in Marvel I cannot remember what his name was the Winter Soldier yes the dude that played the Winter Soldier and so He's like living this normal life. You know, he got this, he's just, I think he had a daughter, he had a wife, all this type of stuff. And somehow his cover get blown. And like, so uh, Stanley uh, Tucci pops up somehow and shows him like, yo, you really this guy. And you just don't have no memory of it because it got wiped, but there's this one serum stuff that you can get and it'll bring your memory back and all this type shit. And then it, 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 it unfolds this whole underground world of these spies and all of these missions that are going on. So I thought it was a really, really good show. Um, you can find it on Amazon Prime. So another show that I'm gonna mention is this a Netflix show. This goes back for me. This is one of those things where I think it's a dope idea that they're doing this. Um, they, they're not reinventing the wheel with this idea of how the dude is doing it. Um, his name is slipping my mind right now, Mike Flanagan. So Mike Flanagan, um, he did The Fall of the House of Usher. 
And what he does is he's doing like, from my recollection, the first time I've seen it done is with um, American Horror Story, where you're taking the same actors and you're coming up with new stories and they're playing different characters. And in some, they're the main, in some, they're the side, so it's like, you know, it, it flip-flops, you know, depending on what the story is. Like, Mike Flanagan did, uh, I did not know that he did uh, Gerald's Game, which is a movie, but he did Gerald's Game, um, The House of, The Hunting of Hill House, The House of, um, The Hunting of Bly Manor, he did Midnight Mass, and I think that he did a really, really good job of this, man. Um, just, I think it's Bruce Greenway, I think what the dude name is. Like, he's talking the whole time. You got Carrie, uh, well, Carla. Oh, I forget what her name is. But anyway, like, it's really dope, man. Like, one scene that stood out to me is like, so Carla is like this evil entity, right? And like, there's one scene where, and like, what she's doing is like, Usher is a family. And like a rich family and it's like there's always these incidents that's happening to these people and like she plays Carla plays a different entity in every single one like one um, this person was in this lab and like they was doing like these tests on these chimps and so she she's herself her, you know so she's her regular beautiful self and she leads this person down down there and then um, they she ends up murdering them but when you see it on camera she's a chimp but to us we see her as her and so like there's another scene where she gets this dude um oh man it's it's a lot and obviously I got a lot going on my mind right now because I got all these shows um rambling through my head at the moment but I think um the fall of the house of usher is a really really good show it came out on Netflix go check that out so another show that I want to mention is dead ringers all right this is a Amazon Prime show and this is starring um the beautiful Rachel Weiss and she plays two characters um she's actually is a twin and like they are these twins who run this uh like this extravagant fucking facility clinic, right? Where it's like this new way to have babies and all this type stuff. And so what ends up happening is like they, they're really twisted. They're, they're, they're both of them are not there, but one of them is more obsessed with the other one. And so the one is a lesbian. And so she ends up getting with this girl and she gets with this girl and the other sister is, is pissed off about it. Like she don't like that she's giving this other person attention. And then the other one gets pregnant, but then the other one is trying to genetically make a baby without a person. So like they come up with this whole new thing of like delivering babies, but also they're trying to genetically create a baby without a baby actually being in a person. And so obviously there's issues with them. There's issues with their parents. There's issues with the one that's mad that the other one got a girlfriend. 
it's really all over the place. It's it's one of hear me clearly, one of the sickest shows to come out last year. Like it is really some sick shit going on in this TV show, but it's very interesting at the same time. And they did it in a very unique way. So if y'all are looking for a show that is very twisted and got a lot of twists and turns in it, and you wanna see just great acting, Rachel Weiss is really, really good at what she does. Go check out Dead Ringers on Amazon. All right, so I got another one. Peacock show, Peacock original, Twisted Metal. All right, shout out to Anthony Mackie. Um, I think Anthony Mackie did a real great job when it comes to Twisted Metal. Um, and I was wondering how they was gonna do this with Twisted Metal being a game, even though they're doing a lot of movies that are based on video games and stuff like that. I think they did it in a very unique way. Like Anthony Mackie plays this guy who, uh, some kind of carrier and what he does is so because the world is like ending or whatever there's only like these super gated super secured towns now um and obviously it's only big cities like boston la you know what i mean los angeles well, I said LA, but um, you know, Vegas, all this type of shit, right? And they call it like the new such and such. So it'd be like, oh, the new Vegas, the new Boston, like stuff like that. And so what he does is, so let's say you want to send something from Vegas to LA. So he's like this carrier that does it. But the trick is there's a bunch of scavengers that want to rob these courier people for anything that they got because everybody don't have, because everything that's not in these super gated communities is not good anymore. It's like everything is, there's no gas stations, there are no grocery stores, there's no food except in these towns. And so he is trying to deliver his stuff, end up getting, not robbed, but tried to rob by this one girl and then they end up teaming up and then they end up liking each other and all this type of stuff. You know, you gotta throw a little story in there. And, but it was, it was super dope, man. Very funny. Um, it's, 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 I would consider it an action comedy is what they um, made it out to be. But I think the Twisted Metal was pretty good. And um, this is one of the ones that I am actually looking forward to a season two and they would be able to do a season two. So looking forward to another season of Twisted Metal on Peacock. So another show that I got is The Lincoln Lawyer, season two on Netflix. Um, they brought it out in two different parts. I did the first part, and I know if you are an avid listener of this podcast, I know you're thinking like, damn, you did part one, but you never did part two. I know, that's my mistake. It, it was just, once I finished it, um, it's not that it was a letdown. I think that um, The Lincoln Lawyer is a really good show. Um, I just, when I got to the second part, even though I know like it does not make sense when it comes to number wise, but it didn't it didn't take me to that point to do the part two. So, so it's very disappointing on my part and I apologize for that. But the, um, I like the show though, don't get me wrong. I like the show and they did a really, really good job with it. But um, the movie's still dope as fuck. So anyway, Another show that I got is an Apple TV Plus show, which is 
the change the the changeling, um, starring I was about to say Anthony Mackie, um, the starring Lakeith Stanfield. Now, personally, I think the start was stronger than the finish. Um, but I do think it was a good show. I like the concept of it. With this, you know. I like the whole story of how they took the past and made it correlate with the future. Well, not the future, but the present, where um, Lakeith is trying to get with this girl. She won't give him the time of day. And then it shows you the backstory of his parents, where his dad was trying to get with his mother, and she just would not give him the time of day. Then eventually, after some time gone by, she ended up doing it. They got pregnant. And a bunch of weird events started happening. And with him, he kept going to the library, kept trying to get this girl. And then she finally gave him a chance. But then she told him the reason why she didn't give him a chance initially because she knew she was taking a trip to, uh, I think it was Haiti, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, so she went to another country and she was like, she didn't know she was coming back. And so she goes to the country and she ends up reaching out to him saying, um, I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but if you're still interested, I'm coming back and you're the first person that I wanna see. So she came back and she told him the story how she met this lady. I don't know what, what it was. I don't know if it was voodoo, hoodoo. I don't know what it was. So she runs into this lady um, where everybody told her not to go in that town. It was like, don't go here. She went there anyway. Lady said, yo, you got three wishes or whatever, and put this band with, with a string on her arm and was like, yo, once you make your three wishes, never take this band off. And so she told Lakeith about it. He was like, it's stupid. He cut it off or whatever. And so then these wild events started happening to her after she had their, their child. And end up being this whole underground thing that's going on, but it wasn't just going on with them, it was going on with other people as well. And like I say, it had a very, very strong start. I would say like the first like four episodes was just fire. And then honestly for me, like the finish was a little mid, but I'm not taking anything away from the show. That was just my personal opinion. So, um, so the, changeling, the Changeling on Apple TV Plus. All right, I'm almost finished. So another one, Tiny Beautiful Things, which is a Hulu show. Now this is a lot different from all the other things that I talked about. Um, but this was a really good show, man. This was a woman that was dealing, um, oh man, what's my lady name? She's all time, very, very funny. She had a great show on HBO called uh, Mrs. Fletcher. Now I can't remember her name, but um, anyway, um, this is a woman who's you know, got kicked out of her house. Her husband kicked her out because um, she was cheating on him. And, but she, well, the more and more you watch the show, the more and more you see she has like a lot of issues from childhood. And, but it's also a comedic drama slash romance type of movie. And like, she's trying to raise this teenage daughter who not knowing who she is, not knowing if she's, a lesbian, not knowing if she want to be with guys, and is the one thing about this show is 
it was disappointing to me because like now all relationships aren't the same all arguments and all that type of stuff a lot of people handle stuff differently but it was just like you know i would watch it because like i would get to the point where i started like rooting for her to get back with her husband and then like what she would and it's like she would mess up again and it was just like one of those things where it's just like man like just get it right it's, it was one of those type shows where it's like you find yourself looking at it and it's like you start rooting for something to happen and then it's like every time it starts to look good something bad happens that's what type of show this was and I don't know anyone um, that I speak to in my small circle that even seen or heard of the show. Um, but I wanted to bring light to it on this on this uh, podcast because I think Tiny Beautiful Things is really, really good. And I think that um, it's probably, in my opinion, one of the slept on shows that came out in 2023 out of all the ones that i'm mentioning this is probably the most slept on because this is the one that nobody really talked about at all really um so go check that out so this is my last one i know this was very long but this is the last honorable mention that i got and that's goosebumps um that came out on hulu and disney plus um i think they did a good job with it i don't think it was um you know when it comes to rl stein like the best thing that they did was the Fear Street joints that came out of Netflix. Um, but this was, it was pretty good. I liked the, the teenagers that they chose. The story was pretty good. Um, it, it did, it definitely had, had its moment, but I mean, it wasn't one of the best shows, but obviously it wasn't one of the worst ones either. Um, I think that it really ramped up probably after like the first or second episode where it really, really started to get good and the storytelling starting to get better. Um, so even though this was like a teenage type of show, I mean, yeah, it had Justin Long in it, um, but it, it seems like a lot of these teenage shows are really starting to pop off, um, which is interesting because Hollywood like to stay with a trend. And I mean, when you think about like the Midnight Club and like I said, Fear Street, um, another show that I'm about to get into uh, later on in the pod. Is, I'm just saying, if you pay attention, there's a lot of these teenage shows that's out there. So I'm finally gonna get into my list. I know that was long. I know I've been rambling, but I'm telling you, I said in the very beginning, I'm getting right to it because I had a lot to say. So number 10, of my best shows to come out in 2023 is the Apple TV Plus show and it's Hijack, starring the guy Idris Elba. Hijack was dope. It was really, really good. I like what Apple TV Plus does, you know what I'm saying? Giving you an episode and making you wait. Um, you know, there is a thing that's dope about not binge watching at times because now you can wait till all of them come out and binge watch it but at the same time it's kind of like it leaves that you know what i'm saying that suspense in your head of like damn why i can't wait till next week till the next episode come out but um this was basically a show where he gets on a plane these people hijack it and he works in a field where his whole objective is to manipulate the people to make them think that they that he is on their side but he's playing both sides throughout this whole hijack. And um, 
and he's able to find a way to take back control well, he didn't take control, but the, the people who were supposed to be in control of the plane, he was able to get it back to a point where they are controlling it, but they do a good job of like going back and forth with his family because he's trying to get back with his wife, but his wife has already moved on to this cop. And then the son wants the, his family to get back together. So he's not really giving the cop a chance. So, but the way that these hijackers did it, like they wanted a person to get out of jail. And so they hijacked the plane and their demands was basically to get this person out of jail. And, but with the long, the story is also, there's a triple down effect where all of the people are like at these people's family's house. They're, they're murdering people in houses that is connected to certain things like it's like it's way deeper than just a hijack plane so i think they did a really good job with that the writing was really good so shout out to them on hijack so that was number 10 number nine uh, we actually talked about this on the behind the scenes episode on viewers anonymous but uh scoops thought it was hilarious but it's a show it was a hulu show called saint x and so St. X was about this uh, family who, uh, this white family that goes on vacation to this uh, Caribbean island. And they got a teenage daughter and a, a daughter that's, you know, about eight, some shit like that. And the teenage daughter ended up getting, she's really just out here living, to be honest with you. But she uh, gets into a, a little sexual situation with one of the Caribbean guys from the island. And long story short, she comes up missing and they said that the last person she was with was with two of these guys that worked at the, uh, at the resort that they're living at. So this show is going back and forth from the future, well, the past and the present. And the eight-year-old is now, I don't know, maybe 21 now or something like that. And the wild thing about the story is when it's to the present, one of the guys that was arrested for her sister's disappearance or murder is, I think it was a disappearance. Yeah, disappearance. Um, he shows up in New York. He, he shows up in New York, he leaves the island when he, when he gets out of jail and he starts working as a cab driver. And so obviously he don't know her because he never met her well he did meet her but she was like eight or seven years old or some shit so she was obsessed about what happened to her sister because nobody had any answers to what ended up happening to her so she's trying to befriend the guy from the island and he was like yo why does white girl keep messing with me and so it's showing you that part and it's also showing you what happened when she was young and what happened to her sister. So there's a lot of stuff that happens in there. Um, but the moral of the story is what Scoops thought was so funny was, so the, the, the final scenes was basically, she says that she wants to have a threesome with the one guy that she was kissing up on and that guy that ended up going to New York to be a cab driver. And so they go to this little secluded area. And so she started kissing um, the one guy that she been kissing, then she kissed the other guy, then she's like, y'all kiss each other. 
And they're like, what the fuck? And so then they started kissing each other. Then come to find out the one guy that she's been messing around with actually likes the guy because the other guy had a child. And he always would ask him, why you never try to help me get back with my girl or whatever? He was like, because I like you. Like, I don't want you to get with her because I want you to be with me type of thing. And um, so the girl goes away and then she comes back and she sees like they really kissing, kissing. And so they basically tell her to go. And like, there was this whole myth about this, this waterfall that was so great. And the only way you can get there is you have to swim there. So she swims there. And so she's standing on the rock and she's looking at this beautiful waterfall. This bitch slips and falls, hits her head and falls in the water and dies. And so these people get go to jail for some shit that they didn't even have nothing to do with because she ended up slipping and falling and killing herself and he thought it was so funny. So anyway, um, St. X, man, I thought it was a good show and it's on Hulu and it was number nine. So number eight, another sick show to come out is an Amazon Prime show and it's Swarm. Um, you know, Donald Glover had, I think he was the, the director or the writer or something of this, uh, out of one of the producers or something, but um, starring Dominique Fishback and she kills it, playing this sick, um, obsessed fan. Um, a lot of people say that the character that she was obsessed with, like the, the musical act in this movie, or the show, they say that she was like the show's version of the Beyonce. But like, it's just basically this crazy fan who would do anything and everything to go to every show that this woman does to, it got to the point where she was going to people who would say bad things on the internet about this Beyonce figure, she would go kill him. Basically, that's what this show's about. She's traveling through the country killing people because they said something bad about this woman. Sick. But at the same time, there are delusional fans that are out here. So like this show is actually not as far-fetched as you may think because I'm pretty sure that there are smaller examples of people going too far with their fandom and actually doing something to a person because they said something bad about, in our case, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, um, you know, I don't fucking know. Uh, I mean, I know people get in the heated conversation about rappers and stuff like that, just about who's the best rapper, and, you know, and things, but like, it's, it's a really sick show, but it's one of those sick shows where you, when you're watching it, like you're all in it. You know what I'm saying? It, it is one of those shows where you're not really looking at your phone because there's so much odd shit going on. But Donald Glover is good about that. If you watch Atlanta, you would understand how you can come up with the concept, the concept of Swarm. So Swarm is my number eight show of 2023. So number seven, I did a podcast on this. so I'm not going to go long on it. Um, so you can go back and check it out. It's a Peacock show and it's called Poker Face. Um, Poker Face was very dope. I love the concept of the show where this girl had this ability to basically play the game bullshit with people. Um, she knew when people were lying and she witnessed a murder. And so these people was trying to get her to 
tell what she saw, but basically she started running, going from town to town to town, and every time she would go to a town, she would solve a murder. And But while she's in these towns, she don't stay long because she knows that these people from Vegas, where it originally started, were looking for her because they wanted to quote unquote kill her because she knew that well, they knew that she knew that she killed them and that she could bring this whole um, casino thing down, bring this whole big family in uh, Las Vegas down. So they wanted to deal with her. So while she's running from them, she's solving a case and then she moves along, which is kind of dope because you get these different cases and these different towns and these different characters. So I thought the concept of Poker Face was really dope and you can find that on Peacock that was my number seven show so my number six show is an Apple TV plus and it is um, a different one from the things that I've been talking about and it's shrinking um, got Jason Siegel in it got Harrison Ford in it um, Jason Siegel basically is dealing with the death of his wife and trying to raise his teenage daughter while also being a therapist and he ended up getting too involved with his patients, but at the same time, it was difficult for him to, to be a good therapist because he needed a therapist dealing with the death of his wife. And he's also trying to move on, but the way that he's moving on is like he ended up moving one of his patients in with him, um, one of his guy patients who had an anger issue to where he would beat up people when he would get pissed off. And he was able to help him, but also at the same time, his patient was able to help his daughter because his daughter, what he didn't seem to realize with, yeah, he was grieving from his wife, but also his daughter was grieving from, his, from her mother and he didn't see that. So he had help throughout the show of other people helping him you know, get over his wife, but also help his daughter get over her the loss of her mother and him kind of moving on. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's also a comedic show at the same time. So it's very, very funny moments and also going on through the seriousness. So look, man, it's really, like, I highly recommend this show, man. It's on Apple TV Plus and it's shrinking. And that was number six. So number five, I'm getting into my top five. And it's uh, Force Power Book 4 Season 2. Um, I did an episode on Season 1, um, but I did not do Season 2. Uh, I just really ended up not doing it, be honestly, because this podcast wasn't as consistent. So I did miss out on moments when it comes to this past year. I'm going to try to be more consistent this upcoming year. But anyway, um, Season 2 was really, really good, man. Um, I, I, like I, I, I can't say enough about 50 Cent and Courtney Kemp, man, what they're doing with these shows. They keep coming up with storylines. I, I, you know, Tommy ends up finding a girl, and the girl that he's dating is one of the Connects' sister, and, and she, he killed her last boyfriend, and so she's, it's, it's a whole bunch of just, like, there's no way to get into Power Book Force. Like, all you can say is it's really good. 
um, just the way that they continuing this thing, man, it's awesome. I would just say that it's 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 hard to give a single description of this without doing the whole episode on it. So just know that my number five is Power Book Four Fours Season Two. All right, so number four is uh, Special Ops Lioness. And you know, this is starring uh, Zoe Sandea, or Sanala, I forget how you say her name. But anyway, um, no, this show was really dope, man. And it came out on, um, it came out on Amazon Prime. And what this was about was, so obviously she's with Special Ops and what she was doing was she would, be the person that would run this operation where they they're trying to bring down like these people that was over in the Middle East, um, the rich people. So it, this story, which this girl who was being, I think she was being pimped out, honestly, and she just got sick of it. And so she, she was getting abused, sexual abuse, all that type stuff. So she finally got enough of it, beat the guy up, took off running, ended up running into a recruiter's office. And so she runs to the recruiter office and the, and the recruiter takes this girl back and tells the dude that he need to get up out of there. So she ends up signing up for, I forget which branch, might've been the Marines or whatever. So she goes in. And so then obviously they separate them to where you had the women's test, you had the men's test. Well, she tells the, the guy that she wants to do the men's physical test. And so they were like, oh, well, if you're gonna do the man physical test, you know, we ain't gonna take it easy on you and all this type of shit. Well, she ends up finishing at the top of the class of the men. And so um, they found out about this girl because Zoe, uh, first person cover get, ended up getting blown. So they found out, well, her cover got blown and the girl got killed. So they killed her because they found out that she was with, you know what I'm saying, the United States government. So they need a new girl to put under. So they hear about this girl who's finished at the top of her class and she beat all the men and all this type of shit. So they bring her in, but she's never done this type of work before. But also at the same time, Zoe's dealing with always being gone and her husband is a doctor. He's pissed off because she's always gone. They got this marriage that's is on the brink and then their daughter get into a car accident and she messes her leg up and she got to get surgery and so she's trying to be a mother she's trying to run this operation she's trying to you know what i mean trying to be a wife like she's just all over the place she's breaking down in multiple um, parts of the scene nicole kitman's in here and she's trying to control her team like it's, it's a lot going on but it's really 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 good that's why it's number four on my list man it's an amazon prime show called special ops Lioness. So my number three, Amazon Prime show, Gen V. All right, listen, sick as fuck. But if you watch the boys, this is this is the the spinoff of the boys, and Gen V. Like I like I was talking about earlier about these teenage shows. That's another one of those things where the teenage now you're getting the teenage version of the boys. These are the product of the people that. They gave either their kids or maybe they took that, that, the serum that would give you those special powers. And so they come up with this whole school of where these gifted teenagers go. And what ends up happening is um, this one kid, 
brother is locked up and he wants to go get him out. He found out that the guy that's running the school got something to do with it. He kills that guy and then he goes kills himself. And then like this whole thing is like they're running these whole story, like this, this whole, not operation, but like they're running this whole thing to kind of free themselves in some type of way. But like, but like I say, man, if you watch the boys, you understand that this show is sick and they do a lot of sick shit. Um, like the one scene, I was uh, explaining this to somebody. I was like, let me tell you how crazy the show is. There's one girl who her powers is she can shrink to be really, really super small, right? And so there's this one guy who I guess is known around the school as having a small dick or whatever. And so he knows about the girl that can shrink. And basically what he wants her to do is he wants her to shrink and like kind of just grab onto his dick, right? And so they show the whole shit where she's super small and she's just holding on to this what you think is a huge dick, but it's just she's so small, the dick look really big. So like I say, it's sick shit, but it's very, very entertaining. So go watch um, GNV on Amazon Prime. You will not be disappointed. Number two, Apple Plus show. It was one of those ones that really, really took over. I think a lot of people probably got Apple Plus because the, the talk about this got so big and it was promoted everywhere to everybody start watching it in the silo. Um, silo was really, really good. Um, you know, this whole thing of the earth not being safe and, you know, people got to live in a silo and then there's this murder that's going on. They're trying to solve this murder. You got people um, who saying that it's safe outside and that that screen is fake. And then it's, it's hard to really sum this show up. But if you're listening to this podcast, more than likely you've heard of Silo or you've watched it because it it was one of those ones that was talked about like Last of Us and Love and Death. Like Silo really, really, I think that, I mean, I know Ted Lasso got a lot of people to sign up for Apple TV Plus, but I think that like this is another one of those shows where people started hearing about Silo and kind of like what it represented and people started watching it. So um, that's my number two. My number one, hands down, I will argue anybody. DM me, at me. This was the best show of 2023. Now I don't care what anybody says. I don't even know if 2024 is gonna have something better than this. And this is an Apple TV Plus show. We did an episode on it, on The Viewers Anonymous, and that is The Crowded Room. The Crowded Room was the best show to come out. Um, it's the story of, uh, oh man, Billy Mulligan. And it's just, you want to talk about well-written. You want to talk about well-shot, down to the costumes. Tom Holland did such a fucking great job on this that he stopped acting because he was like, he was so mentally fucked up after doing this show that he just could not focus on anything else. Uh, Billy Mulligan is a guy who had 24 personalities. I think he was in Cleveland, Ohio. And I think he ended up 
being found not guilty for being um, criminally insane. And he had, he played, I think like six personalities in the show, if I'm not mistaken, Tom Holland did. Also, I've never seen, I never thought Amanda Seyfried was like this great actress and, and this is no hate, but she did really, really good in Chloe though. She, she played her ass off in Chloe, but in this shit, Amanda Seyfried, her, look, my personal opinion, she should win for best female, whatever they call it, outstanding performance in a TV drama, whatever they want to call this, and Tom Holland should win for male. This was just phenomenal. Point blank period. I, I'm losing like the words and I, I can't even really describe this show because it's, it's, it's so good and it's so all over, not all over the place because like I said, it's well written, well sequenced. I'm coming up with shit that I've never even said. This show, I this is what I recommend to anyone. I don't care if you're into comedy. I don't care if you're into action. I don't care if you're into drama, horror, whatever. The Crowded Room was the best put together show to come out. And if you don't have Apple TV Plus, if they give you that little free month or three months or whatever Apple be doing, this is the first thing that you need to watch is The Crowded Room. And it was the best show to come out. So this was a long podcast. I told you I had a lot to say. I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. But I will give you the rundown one last time before I close this thing out. So number 10, I had Hijack. Number 9, I had Saint X. Number 8, I had Swarm. And number 7, I had Poker Face. Number 6, I had Shrinking. Number 5, Power Book 4, 4 Season 2. Number 4, Special Ops Lioness. Number 3, Ben X. I'm at Van, Gen V, excuse me. Number two, Silo. Number one, The Crowded Room. So those are my best shows of 2023. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I hope I opened y'all up to some stuff that either you've seen or haven't seen and interested in watching. Um, you know, like I say, I appreciate the support. I appreciate everybody who listens and take the time out to listen to this podcast. Um, Shout out to all of my supporters. Um, hopefully, you know, 2024, I can put out some content to keep y'all engaged and entertained when it comes to this podcast. And um, hope y'all like the list. Um, you know, before I get out of here, you know, shout out to my guy, Casey. Um, he's my hugest supporter of this podcast. Um, I greatly appreciate everything that he does when it comes to the intro, when it comes to the background music, and also, you know, giving me feedback, which I love. I would love more feedback from others, but he does it the most. Also, shout out to my guy, Scoots Bronson. Shout out to E. Carter, Siege, and JD. Um, I appreciate everybody's support and the time that it takes to listen to this podcast. And uh, follow me on Instagram at 28 Minutes or Less Pod and also at s.foster8. And uh, that's also on X. So um, until the next time, man, this was uh, episode 142 of the 28 Minutes or Less podcast, and I'm out.